Joining us on the morning show, he teaches classes with Minneapolis Public Schools, has some workshops on urban foraging coming up. Tim Clemens with Ironwood Foraging. Thanks for being here this morning. Thank you for having me. This is, I think, a very interesting topic. Let's start with kind of the basics of what foraging is and what are some things to look out for if you want to get started. Foraging at its most basic is finding food on the landscape. When we talk about urban foraging, that means finding food in areas that you may not think to look for it in the alleyways, sidewalks and parks of Minneapolis. It's truly everywhere, even in your backyard. You'll want to look up some resources like books, websites, or in my case, uh, an expert forager that can give you a hands-on experience. If you're getting started foraging, what are some of the easiest things to look for? Some of the easiest things I'd say would be dandelions or fruit trees, like plums and cherries. You just have to make sure of your identification. What are a couple of things that we would want to be aware of as, as somebody new to foraging? Legality is, is one. It's not always okay. legal to forage in certain places, and that can get complicated. That's another reason that you would want to find an expert to engage with. And then I think once you're in foraging, the most important thing is poisonous lookalikes. Okay. There are foods that can hurt you or even kill you. So you do want to be 100% certain that you have what you think you have. Something that made my mom nervous when I was a kid and we brought home what I thought would be fruit is that might not be safe for you to eat. What are some good areas to, to forage in? Is it, do we need a certain amount of space? You'd even mentioned alleys, which I thought was kind of surprising. What kind of places make for good foraging? Yeah, I started foraging as a child eating raspberries just in the alleyways of South Minneapolis. So you don't need to be fancy. You don't need to be out in the wilderness. Even your own backyard, I think, is probably the best place to start. Learn how to identify all the plants in your backyard or if you don't have a yard, which I didn't growing up. Um, you can go to the closest park to you and just start identifying plants there. And that's the best way to start. What are some of the benefits of foraging that people might not realize? Yeah, I mean, it's really many fold. So for the environment, when you start foraging, you become a friend to the land. And when you're a friend to the land, you want to protect it. So you are going to pick up trash. You are going to maybe show up at meetings or at least speak in favor of the land and help it in that way. Also, it's going to return many fold, whatever you put into it. So um, in terms of monetary value, you know, the average household probably sp spends a couple thousand dollars on vegetables in a year. And in Minnesota, you can spend five months out of the year harvesting fresh, nutrient dense vegetables for free. They are the most nutrient dense foods you can get. So you will also, you know, have much better health outcomes um, if you're eating this food. Anything else that you think that we should know? Get out there and start foraging. This food is delicious. Hiking is really fun. It adds to your travel and makes your days a lot better. So try a new fruit this year. I would suggest trying to find gooseberries. I like this plan. Tim Clemens with Ironwood Forging also teaches a couple of urban foraging workshops with Minneapolis Public Schools. I know they're filling up fast, but I believe there's still spaces for July. I'll have all that info up at jazz88.fm. Tim, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you, Reed.